we may not get past verse 1. I feel the Holy Ghost right here. Now, <laughs> let me say that uh, wasn't it a beautiful showing? Uh, Mackenzie and Alex uh, had their shower. They had a table shower out there this morning. And uh, we had to make sure everybody knew they weren't asking for tables. It was a table baby shower. And they would bring gifts, put it on the table. And they just stood out there. And we're doing that in lieu of the regular gathering. Right now we have no fellowship building. We're getting ready to build a new gymnasium slash fellowship hall. But let's pray for that, by the way. I'm praying. I'm just praying a miraculous outpouring of, um, of, of I still believe God lays it on people's hearts to donate. And wouldn't it be nice if somebody just donate the, mater the materials in this uh, post-COVID economy that we're in? I just say, God, you can do that. Or give us the money to build it. We, we need to get this building up, and we're going to try to get it up quick, as quickly as we can. But pray for us in that endeavor. Uh, but while we're doing that, we really don't have any place to do some of these things. And so the table, I think it's a brilliant alternative, to a table shower. They just stood out there, and you all just brought and threw gifts at them. That's pretty cool. But uh, I thought, <clears throat> wouldn't it be awful if, by the way, how did you know that was happening, Mackenzie? How did you know to go out there and stand by the table? And LaVey told you, she told you, we're having a table shower. You've been talking, but she let you know. You knew, you knew what was going on. I thought, wouldn't it be awful if y'all brought gifts today and put them out there on the table and there they were. They were beautiful. I helped carry some of them out to the car after the service this morning. And, uh, but nobody would tell Alex and Mackenzie that, hey, we're having a table shower for you. They, those gifts would lay there, and, and uh, they would have no idea that they were for them, and they would never have been received and enjoyed, and their baby wouldn't have any diapers or food or <laughs> not as much because of they would be ignorant to the fact that there was a gift shower for them. And Paul really is saying here, <clears throat> he says, it's very important for me, church, I don't want you to be ignorant about something very, very, very important to the church. The Bible says, the Lord said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. It's not that they don't have power, it's that they don't know they have power. Yeah. It's not that the gift is not there, it's just it doesn't do any good. If the, the, the radio signal can go out, but if you don't turn on the radio, you never receive the signal. So it falls on deafness. It just goes out and falls to the ground. And nobody receives what happens, what's, what's going out into the airwaves. God has gifted the church, has given, graciously given, wonderful, powerful, supernatural gifts yes. to his body for this generation, for this uh, dispensation of the church age and grace and the New Testament church, he has given. He has given us a shower of gifts. Amen. And wouldn't it be a shame if nobody knew about the gifts? Amen. And Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant because ignorance is, is costly. Ignorance 
will cause you to, to fail when you should succeed. Ignorance would cause you to be empty when you can be full. Ignorance causes you to go home empty and depleted and sad and dejected after a great service because you just didn't know. You didn't know the power of God was there. Nobody helped you understand how to tap into it. Here the Lord has given. We're going we're to read them. We won't go into detail into them, but we're going to read the, the gifts that the Lord gives. Um, nine of them to the church and he gives these gifts for edification that's the building up the strengthening the encouragement and direction of his body you are the body of Christ you are his body he understood the Lord did that in these uh, days in which we live that there would be things that would come come against us that uh, he gives us scripture I mean the Bible is replete with scriptures like be not weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not why is that in the Bible why did why did we have to have words that tell us not to faint because we're going to be apt to faint why does the Bible have to tell us, don't get weary, don't be weary? Why? Because we have a tendency to become weary. We're dealing with things. We're, we're, we're going through situations. Everybody in this room, I could go around the room, and if I don't know your business, then you could, you probably, that doesn't mean you're not going through something. You're going through, every one of us are going through some, some big things, some smaller things, but we all have those things that are in our lives and on our plate that just, de they, they draw from us, and they, they, they have a tendency to make us weary. Just walking them makes us weary. And so the Bible be not weary in well-doing. Um, be not overcome uh, with evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, you're more than conquerors. The Bible's replete with those things. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yes, the temptations will come, but God is greater. Yes, uh, problems will come, but oh, uh, don't be, don't, I will not fear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. We'll walk through it, but we don't have to fear. There's scriptures in there to encourage, to encourage, to encourage. And God gives us not just scripture, but oh, thank God, he literally gives the church these gifts of the Spirit to build us up, to strengthen us. Now, here's the sad thing. Now, that's the exciting part. The sad thing is you would be surprised how many Spirit-filled churches do not have the gifts of the Spirit operating in them. We have great preaching. We love preaching. In fact, we've become a preaching movement. Everybody loves preachers. We know all the big names in the preaching uh, uh, circuits. We know where they're going to be and who they are. And we all have our favorite preachers. And then we have singers. We're great singers. We have great music. We, have, we could fill up concert halls with our anointed singing. And everybody knows their favorite singer and their favorite songs. And oh man, didn't they tear it up today? And all of those things. But we can come into service. And as long as there's pretty good singing and pretty good preaching, we can come and go and never hear tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, never hear a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, never operate and see the gift of miracles, the gifts of healings, the gift of faith, discerning of spirits, and we feel like we've been in a great service, and God says, I had all these gifts, not just the preaching. I hope you get fed from the preaching, but good preaching will help you understand that you also have another gift available to you in the spirit that's not just to emanate from the pulpit 
That's why I, earlier in the first service, I, if you weren't here in the first service, we, I just freaked, I freaked everybody out. I freaked everybody out. Uh, I think their, uh, their, their, their Cheerios started to come up while I go on them a little bit. I said, I said we're going to do something different. going to take it, take, <laughs> like, take it up a notch. I don't think I said that. Bam, here we go. I didn't say that, but I, we're going to go do it. We're going to do something we've never done before. And I just, I felt like the Lord was going to move in the gifts of the Spirit. And, and uh, so I said, when I count to three, just do what the Lord lays on your heart. Let the Lord operate in you. And uh, <laughs> I told you, first thing that comes to your mind is going to be the Lord. I guess the Lord told some of you, just stand there and don't move. Come on. If we're going to do this thing, we've got to do it. Yes. Yes. Amen. I'm, uh, I'm not going. Uh, listen, the church isn't going into heaven in a wheelchair and crutches and barely making it in. We're going out with a blast. Yes. We're going out with a blast, folks. We're going, to go out with a, we're going to go out with the gifts of the Spirit intact and operating and moving. And, yes. I, I just don't believe anybody's going to get raptured just halfway alive. I think, I think you're going to go out in a blaze. So we've got to, I'm talking to some of you, yes I am, I'm reaching for some of you introverted people that are just so shy and you say, that's not for me, that's not my style, I'm just, that's not my nature. You got a new nature, see, uh, you, you, you might have been born an introvert, but you got saved, you got born again. You can be, you can be a recovered introvert, you can be a saved introvert. Well, I'm not a people person, you've got to be a people person to be a godly person. Some of y'all griping about people all the time. They get on my nerves. They're on my nerves. Stop it. Can you imagine Jesus at the end of the day getting his disciples around? I can't believe that beggar. He got on my nerves. That blind man. All the blind people running after me all the time. Would you please stop telling people I healed the lame, you know? Can't even get a day off. No. Jesus just walked out and had compassion. Saw the multitude had compassion. They'd bring their sick, their lame, the blind, bring them all. They didn't smell good. They didn't look good. They didn't talk well. Jesus said, just bring them on. And he healed. They came. I, I never read where Jesus ever just sent somebody away sick. I don't, I don't read that. I don't read where he says, I'm too busy. I don't feel like. I'm just, I'm just not having a people person day. Get over yourself. God didn't bring you into this world so you could sit in your little bubble and live your little life and be all comfortable. God brought you into this world and brought you into the church so you could minister to other people. You can be a blessing to other people. You can be a light and salt to other people. I'm going to tell you all something. Some of you think I'm just being irritating, but that's not irritation. That's called conviction. We used to call that conviction. He's getting on my nerves. It's not me. It's just the Holy Ghost getting on your nerves. He's trying to dig some of you out of your little ways of just, just coming to church over and over. He's not talking to me. I am talking to you. And I'm almost to the point where I'm going to dismiss all the people that got it and just say, and just say you, 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 stay after class. Because you're holding things up here. I'm talking to saved people. If you're not saved, repent. That's where you start. I'm talking to you people say, yes, bless God, I got the Holy Ghost. And then you come in and find your little seat. And you're going to sit there till the rapture comes. Wrong. Not here. I'm going to drive you crazy. I'm going to drive you crazy. I tell you, I'm going to drive you crazy for Jesus. And I'm going to switch microphones because I think the devil's getting in this thing. Got to be the devil. <laughs> I know the Lord's not done yet. So here we go. He said... I, I don't want you ignorant because you will, you will quench the spirit if you're ignorant. 
if you don't understand the gift that the Lord has given us, then you will sit on it. You will come to church. You will go to you'll, oh, good music, good preaching. Didn't he preach it up today? That was, oh, man, I felt, ooh, I felt goosebumps. And God moved. and Wonderful. That's great. I'm glad we're having great services. But God is ready to use you. God is ready to use you. God is ready to use you. It may not be up in front of the church saying, hear ye the word of the Lord. I get that. But when pastor says, come on, let the Lord use you. Move. Go. Let the Lord lead you to somebody. Let the Lord use you to somebody. And, and the Holy Ghost says, do it. Just do it. Just move. Just go. You'd be surprised what God will do with you. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't want to embarrass your sister, uh, Mickey, but she had a, a, a little attack this morning with her sugar, wasn't it? And her sugar got low, and she got made it over here to this middle. I don't know. Maybe you weren't supposed to do that. Maybe somebody felt led to go pray for you and didn't. Was, was it you? No, oh, okay. I saw you looking over like I thought you were under conviction. Go pray, brother. Now, I, I will tell you the truth. Um, somebody told me after church, I felt led and something happened and they didn't get to, to them. They didn't get over to her. So I don't know. I don't know if that was, but maybe, maybe it's their fault. Maybe, maybe you're supposed to eat a candy bar. I don't know what the deal is. But if we just let the Lord, right, let the Lord lead us, guide us, use us in the gifts of the Spirit. And we've got to get out of this traditional way of thinking. We've always had it where we come in and we find our seat and, and, and Brother Barlow's going to get up and come on, everybody. And we're okay. <sighs> we get in the spirit a little bit. And we're going to sing our song and then pray and then sing two more. And here comes the preaching. And we we'll hope we have a good good service. And then we'll pray a little bit and go on home. we got to get past that. See, we used to have altar calls. And that was the way God might have used and used that for a while. But I think altar service is the whole service. I think if God, if you'll let the Lord use you, not use wisdom, I understand. I'll say that. Use wisdom. But sometimes we just, we let we use wisdom as an excuse. Well, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But we have to move with, flow with the Spirit. If you ever feel led to get up and come to the altar, don't wait on me to say the altar's open. That's just, that's just a little phrase we use. The altar's always open. Always open. Never closed. So don't, don't wait on me to open an altar or give an altar call. Or this, there's an open call all the time. Open altar. Open altar. All the time. So he says, now, look, concerning these spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. Because it would be a shame if they were available to build up the church, edify the church, encourage the church, bless the church. Think of it. Heal the church. <laughs> Pray and, and miracles take place in the church. Somebody needs a word of wisdom and they don't get it. And it would be a shame if all this was available to the church. And never tapped into. We never avail ourselves of it and let the Lord use us. So let's look, let's get into this here. So I don't want you to be ignorant. He said, you know, you were you were Gentiles, you were carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. So so some of you served idols. They were dumb, they did not speak, they were not real, they were dead, and you got used to serving idols that did not do a thing, but you're not serving dumb idols anymore. You're serving a living 
God. And this living God will live through you. He's going to move. He's going to speak. He's going to act. He's going to move through you. So wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, here we go. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Diversities of gifts simply means there's different types of gifts. We have gifts that uh, are speaking gifts. We have gifts that are power. We call them power gifts. The power of God moves. Those kind of things. But they're, they're differences. They're diversities. But he says, understand, I don't want you to be ignorant about the way these gifts work. If you, if you are used in a gift of knowledge or in a word of knowledge and you are used in a gift of discerning of spirits, you didn't get your gift from Paul and you got your gift from Peter. No, it's from the Spirit of God. I didn't impart it to you. Paul didn't impart it to you. Jude, James, they did not impart it to you, but it's from the Spirit. So you'll see differing gifts. You might even see a different style in the way the gifts are are, are manifest. Uh, one, you know, some people might get up and speak <laughs> as they prophesy or they give a word of interpretation. They might speak in King James language. I don't know. You know. Thus saith the Lord, hear ye. Okay, well, that's all right. That's, maybe that's what they're comfortable, and that's the way they think the Lord talks. Well, that's no, nothing wrong with that. Some people just talk in a, in a modern-day vernacular. Well, I think God's probably multilingual, and he can talk however he wants to. And, but he uses our personalities and probably some of our bents and things that we've learned and ways that we think. Nothing wrong with that. Understand that it's a supernatural gift being filtered through human flesh. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing, nothing wrong with that any more than I might, if I lay my hands on somebody to pray for them, I might just bam. And other people might just take a little finger and barely touch them. They don't want to mess up their hair. Is there, am I wrong and they're right? Well, I, don't, I, I guess the lady with the hairdo might say one of us are right and one of us are wrong. But biblically speaking, no, there's nothing, just a difference in the way we approach people. If you watch some of these powerful evangelists, uh, Brother Lee Stone King, his style is very, he's just kind of quiet and meek and he doesn't get really, you know, moved, but somebody comes up and he'll pray for them and then go back to somebody like Billy Cole when he was alive he just bam, just, you know, hit him in the head maybe, very direct, very loud boisterous. Was one of them right, one of them wrong? Nope, just their style and God uses supernatural gift coming through a human filter. So there's, there's diversities of gifts, and they might even sound a little different, look a little different, but thank God they come from the same spirit. They come from the Lord. And there are differences of administration. So there we go. There's different ways that they're administered, but it's the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man. Everybody say every man. That doesn't just mean women are excluded. It's just the vernacular there. It means to every, every man, every person, man, every, every person in the church. And it's given to every man to profit with all. It's, it's to benefit. It's to bring increase. It's to edify, Right? Never to tear down, never to destroy, never to take away, never to cause embarrassment, never to cause shame. Amen. So we don't open our mouth and start uh, telling everybody's dirty laundry. That's not the Lord. But it is to profit, and it is to profit with all. Um, 
verse 8, for to one is given by the Spirit. Now, now he lists these nine gifts. The word of wisdom. Now we've went into these gifts already, so I'm not going to go into detail. But this is simply a wisdom that goes beyond your years or your ability. It's a God-given, a supernatural wisdom. The word of knowledge. That means knowledge that you did not attain naturally. God gives it to you in a supernatural way. To another faith. All of us have a measure of faith, but some operate in the gift of faith that goes above and beyond. Believing God for things that maybe in your normal faith you would not believe. And it's by the same spirit. To another the gifts of healing. Gifts of healing because there has to be gifts of healing because there are many manifold diseases. So God gives gifts, different gifts of healing. I believe there's mental healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, physical healing. And God gives us gifts for those various needs of healing. And it's by the same spirit. So far we've only got how many spirits operating here? One spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another... Prophecy. Now, by the way, this doesn't mean that the Lord will not use everybody in supernatural ways. We've already read where the Bible says these signs shall follow them who believe, those who believe. And so if you're a believer, you are a candidate for being used in the supernatural at any given time. But some people, sometimes the Lord will pour out a gift of the Spirit. You don't, you, you just... You, didn't pray for it necessarily you just God drops it on you it is a gift and you begin to be used in that gift of of healing and the working of miracles to another prophecy prophecy is just a word from the Lord it comes forth it sounds like interpretation of tongues but it's not there's no tongues given and it's just God giving a word to his people divers uh, to another uh, di discerning of spirits to another, diverse kinds of tongues. That's just speaking in tongues. This is different from the tongues that we receive when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, by the way, which is the initial evidence of the receiving of the Holy Ghost. We spoke in tongues, but this is different. This is a gift of tongues. It's also different from the tongues that we have when we're praying in the Spirit and we're praying unto God. Remember, we talked about it last week. Where the Lord helps our infirmities and through groanings and speaking in other languages, God ministers to our, to our infirmities. This is a gift of tongues that is given for the interpretation of those tongues. We've all been in those services. And then do another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these, everybody say all these. All these worketh that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, watch this. I love how Paul takes the gifts and then he uses this simile. It's brilliant of the body. He uses the human body to teach how the Lord works and moves in the church. He says, for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. So when you look at me up here, you see one body. If you were an optometrist, if you looked at me, you might be more apt to look at my eyeballs. If you were a foot doctor, you might notice the way I walk or maybe walk a little funny, and you might say, hey, probably his feet are probably bothering him or whatever. Um, but I'm, you're still looking at one body. You might be apt to look at my feet, or you might be look, apt to look at my eyes. But even if you're looking at my eyes, a good doctor will tell you you're looking at part of the body. My feet are part of 
the body. When I look at you, I might see a musician or I might see a preacher or I might see a teacher or I might see a, an evangelist or I might see a prayer warrior. Or I might see a worshiper. I might see somebody who prays for people, see somebody who ministers to people and sends them cards and gives them calls. And, you know, you do this and you do this and you do this and God gifted you here. But when I look at you, I might be looking at an eyeball, but I'm looking at part of the body of Christ. He says, for as the body is one, has many members, all the members of that uh, of, of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. Go ahead to verse 13. <clears throat> For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all and have have, have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member but many, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? He asked this rhetorical question. Of course, my hand is still part of my body. If my hand, he says, if the hand says, well, I'm not the foot, so I'm not as important, it's still the body. Now, this is the way the devil operates on the body of Christ. He tries to make people think you're not important, you're not useful. You're not beneficial. Why, look at so-and-so, how spiritual they are. Look at so-and-so, how public they are, how often they are used. But Paul deals with that too. Watch this. We'll read on. He says, um, if the foot says it's not the hand, that's still the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not the eye, I am not the body. Well, it's, is it therefore not of the body? No, it's still the body. If, if the whole body, here we go, if the whole body were a preacher, if the whole body were the choir leader, if the whole body, if all, if all we had in the church was the pastors, then he says, if the whole body were an eye, where's the hearing? We would miss something. If everybody was used in the same gift, if all we had, let's just say everybody in, the, in this church was used in the gift of tongues, what would that benefit us, right? We'd come in and everybody in the church speak in tongues and we'd all go home, say, wonder what they were saying. Do you have a clue? No, why? Nobody there to interpret. So he says if the whole body were an eye, we wouldn't hear anything. If the whole body were ears, we wouldn't smell anything. So what he's saying is we need these diversities of gifts, just like we need different senses of the body, different uh, we need different sensories of the body. We need to be able to see and hear and smell and taste and reach and walk and all of these things. We need them all to work. We need them all to work. We need them all to operate. Come on. Now, if you think you're not important because you think, well, I'm just a pinky toe. I'm just a pinky toe for Jesus. Come up here and let me chop off your pinky toe. Will you tell me how important your pinky toe is? Come on. Real quick, you say, no, no, you know what? I'm pretty important after all. Well, I'm just a pinky toe nail. <laughs> let me yank it out and see. It's pretty important. God put all those things there for a reason, see. You don't think about it till it's gone and you have to learn to walk again without your pinky toe. But we're all important. And, 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 
Paul, by the way, goes on to bear that out. Let's look at it here just a little more closely. He says, what verse are we on? 17, uh, 18, watch this. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. Now, God chooses who's the hand, who's the foot, who's the eye, who's the nose. You don't choose that. And by the way, pastor does not delegate those things either. I'm not going to say, well, I, Sister Evans, you are going to be used from now on in the gift of tongues. Don't do anything else. You will interpret her tongues. Don't you do anything else. God decides. His spirit, it's his, they're his gifts. He decides. We don't, we don't sign up in a registry anywhere. Maybe you do that with the baby shower thing. You know, this is what I need. This is what I want. God's not looking at it. He's just saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Chris Warner. And this is what I'm going to use him for. And you don't, get to, you don't get to say, well, Lord, I'd rather be a hand. I'd just rather be a hand, not a foot. He's going to say, you're going to be a foot. Be the best foot you can be. This is, what, this is really what Paul is saying. But, but he says in verse number 19, and if they were all one uh, and if they were all one member, where were the body? So God set some members, every one of them in the body, verse 18, as it, as it has pleased him. And if they were all one member, if they were all the hand, the foot, whatever, where were the body? No, we need a body. We need a whole body. But now are they many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I like this. I have no need of thee. So now he's talking about not us thinking about ourselves. Now he's talking about the way we relate to other people in the body. So you don't get to say, I love it. You don't get to say, well, I'd rather be, I don't want to if I can't be. I, I, I'm just a pinky toe. You don't get to say that. And you also don't get to say to another part of the body, I don't need you. That's why, by the way, um, let me just put this out there real quickly here. If you're still staying home watching live stream, when you're able to get to church, get to church. Not just because you need us, you do. But the body needs you. Amen. And my hand, I can't live stream my hand. It has to be attached to my body. And this is a trick of the enemy. He's used this whole last two years to try to get us detached from the body. We've got these weird mentalities now that we can just sit at home in our PJs and our coffee and just have church on live stream. If that's all you can do, then God bless you. I'm glad we're a blessing to you. But if you're getting out to Walmart, the doctor's office, and every place else around people, but you just decided that online church is good enough for you, I'm telling you as your pastor, it's not good enough. God has something better. You cannot say, I don't need you. You need this. You need one another. You need to be connected to the body the eye can't say to the hand I have no need of you and the head can't say to the feet I have no need of you look at your neighbor and say I need you we need one another in the body of Christ so we come out of this thing with these, these mentality. The devil's planted them in our minds that we don't have to go to church. And, oh, we can, say, we can stay safe just staying home. I don't know if you can or not. It's going to be awful tough. But I know this. It's not biblical. 
Bible says, forsake ye not the assembling of yourselves together. Then we got people thinking, well, I, you know, I got used to just the A and B service. I'll just go to one service a week. That was, in, that was because we had to do it. How dare anybody think that now that we're back to three services a week, that you can stay home two out of three services and be okay. I'm over here with their amen to me. <laughs> How can we think out of three services, we can stay home two out of three services and be okay? I gave you a shot there. Do you really believe it's okay? Or are you just being, have I got all the quiet people are over here? Balance it out. How in the world? Did somebody over here say amen? amen. Oh, wow. You guys sound great when you do it. Say it more often. We can't. That's the answer. We can't. We cannot detach ourselves. We don't need, we don't just need one service a week. I'm sorry. We need Bible study on Wednesday night. We need it. We need, we need this Sunday morning. We need it together. When we first shut down, my goodness, we were lamenting and we were crying and people were weeping. I didn't want it. all the comments. I want to be at church. And when we open back up, well, you know, yeah, it's one, one a week. Not too shabby here. I don't need the eye and I don't need the hand. That's what you're saying. The eye says to the hand, I don't need you. The head says to the foot, I don't need you. We need each other. This isn't so much about clocking in so many services a week. It's about we need the body of Christ. And we need, Paul said so much more as you see the day approaching. The reason that is, is because the, the nearer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more we've got to edify one another, bless one another. We're under attack. I need you more now than I needed you before COVID. I need you now more that we're close to the rapture than I did before COVID. You can take the box. Just take it. That's fine. Twenty-two. Nope. Much more those members of the body which now look at verse twenty-one. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of the nor Again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Watch this, almost done. No, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Now, when he talks about members that are feeble and those members in verse 23, the, uh, the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. What he's talking about here are things that we, as a society, we feel we need to cover up. For modesty's sake, we wear clothes that cover up certain parts of our body. And he says the, those things that we consider to be less honorable or less uh, showable, less public. He says, no, we, we bestow upon those more honor. We actually clothe them. So just because you may not be as publicly used and displayed part of the body, we still need you. In fact, the argue, argument could be made that you prayer warriors, come on, that we don't see up here in public, that we don't see on the live stream screen, we don't hear you in the mics, but what you do covered up in prayer is more valuable than anything that we do see. No, we don't, we don't, we can't say we don't need those parts of the body. Those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Amen. So stop this nonsense about, well, if I, if I could do this, I would... 
I might let the Lord use me. If I was more eloquent, I might let the Lord use me. No. No, no, no. You're part of the body. The Lord will use you. He desires to use you. And there's no part of the body that is not usable by the Lord. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. So even those things that, not just the things we cover up on the outward body, but those things that are covered up by skin. You don't think about those parts of the body, do you? Until you get a bellyache. Until they mention pancreas. You don't think about your pancreas until the ER doctor says your pancreatic enzymes are high. And then all of a sudden you think pancreas. Why didn't you think about it? You don't see it. You don't think about it. You don't think about having an appendix until you get a pain down here in your right side. And all of a sudden you, you remember you got an appendix. And all these things, just because you can't see them, even though they're covered up, they, we need them, don't we? Amen. We need those parts of the body. And when they fail us, we realize how, how important they are. Come on. Okay, now watch this. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Folks, listen to me. Let's take care of each other. Let's pray for each other. Let's watch out for each other. You, you talk different than I do. That's okay. You, you pray a little different than I do. That's all right. You worship a little different than I do. That's okay. That's all right. You dress a little different. That's okay. But we can't have schisms in the body. We can't have, we can't have people criticizing. We should not be criticizing one another. We should ble be blessing one another. Pray for one another. Um, if you are not on the... Uh, if you don't have a copy of the, of the uh, directory, or you don't have a, if you're not on the app, the Breeze app that has our church directory on it, uh, real soon, by the way, very exciting, we're getting, we're getting ready to roll out a new program, a new, it's an app, basically, that's a very, <laughs> uh, that's an understatement of what we're, what we're doing, it's a new organizational app, it's going to be great for uh, leaders and for the church. It's going to have a lot of options. If you've got a smartphone or you have a laptop or a tablet or whatever, uh, one, of, one of the things you'll be able to go and see all the people that are in the church. But right now what I do when I pray for the church, I, I at least um, get through part of the directory, but I try to get through all the directory. I just, I just go on my phone. I, go to, when I'm, I do this while I'm praying. I bring up the Breeze app and I go to uh, as soon as it loads. I just speak in tongues a little bit while it's loading. I have faster internet at home. We're getting new internet too, by the way. We've got some new stuff coming. Get ready to roll out a new logo pretty soon. Here it is. I just pull up people, and and this is uh, this is how I this is how, when I get to praying for the people of the church. If I go by memory, I forget because there are 242 people on this. So I just start, and I pray, God, bless these people. Bless them with strength. Encourage their faith. God, give them family revival. 
and I go through the list. God, I pray for Joyce Abbott. I pray for Charles Acton and Cheryl Acton. I pray for Brother Bill Octop. God, you know right now he's going through a physical thing. God, his wife, Marion, I pray for her. I pray for May Austin. Lord, you know she's recovering. God, I pray for Clara May Axum, and I pray for family revival for my family. I pray for Abby Alot, and I pray for uh, D D uh, for Denver Alot. I pray for Barb, and I pray for Gary, and I pray for Garen, and I pray for Kaylee, and I pray for Shelly Alot, and I pray for baby Alot that's coming along the way. I pray for Casey and Joyce Ains. I pray for Dawn Bailey. God, I pray for Olivia Barrow. I pray for Caleb and Rob and Tabitha and Wyatt and Alexis and Angie Ball and Hank Ball and Irene Ball and Jaden Ball and Lori Ball and Malachi Ball and Matthew Ball and Tommy Ball. God, I just pray for all the balls. <laughs> Folks, I'm not even through the bees yet. I'm out of breath. I pray this way. I pray, I pray. If you're on this, if you're not on this list, I pray, God, and all those that didn't put their name on the list, if I can't remember their names, bless them anyhow. You know why? Because you, this, is part, this is the body of Christ. And I call your names out before the Lord. And as I'm calling your name, your situation, if I know it comes to my mind, and I pray over that situation, I pray for you to have family revive. I pray when you lost your dad. I prayed for you, brother. I pray your dad has cancer, your grandpa has cancer. I pray for your mom and her liver situation. I pray if it comes to my mind, God, bless that family because they're dealing with this right now. Pray for the Miller family. God, they're dealing with this situation right now. Your name pops up, and I'm praying for you. I encourage you, if you don't have a list, pray for the body of Christ. Pray for them by name. I I'm telling you, we would turn hell on its, we would, we would flip it. We would flip hell. We would flip the attacks if we would just care for and let there be no schisms in the body. If you're going to, listen, if you're going to criticize me, at least pray for me too. Don't, don't criticize me if you're not going to pray for me. What I'd prefer you to do is don't criticize me and pray for me. And do the same for every person, every 242 members whose names are on this page. Call them out before the Lord. Pray God's blessing on them. God, use them in the gifts of the Spirit. God, give them family revival. God, strengthen your body because I'm only as strong as the foot is. I'm only as strong as the eye is. I'm only as strong as the appendix is. We need everybody to be healthy and strong in the kingdom of God. Would you jump to your feet and give the Lord a hand clap of praise come on and give him a shout in this place do you want to be used by God I pray God use you I pray God set you on fire make you a flame use you in the gifts of the spirit use you in the supernatural it is God's will to use his body it is God's will to use his body he did not create these gifts not to be used he did not create a hand stay on your feet if you don't mind I'm going to let you go he did not create a foot just to hang there on the end of the leg we cannot have crippled bodies in the, in the, in the spirit uh, realm of the church if God's called you to be a foot we need you to show up and be a foot if he called you a toe <laughs> we need you to show up and be the toe Amen. Amen. I love y'all, but you don't get breaks. And somebody texted me the other day, said, I'm going to take a break. I said, no, you're not. I don't get a break. You can go to Tennessee for a couple of weeks. I won't begrudge you that, but you don't get to take two or three month break. Well, I'm not where I need to be. Get, get on your knees and get where you need to be and get back to your job. We got stuff to do. We got too much to do. Your foot falls asleep. You don't sit there and say, all right, little foot, just sleep as long as you want. You get up and you say, wake up. 
I need you. I got to go over and get a drink. I need you to wake. I'm not going to sit there and baby you as you're saying, oh, just let him sleep till he feels like waking up again. No, hey, you're the foot. I'm not going to bed. Neither are you. You're the body of Christ. This isn't time to slow down. This isn't time to take a break. This isn't time to take time off. This isn't time to do less. This is time to let the Lord use you and do it. we got to go out of this thing 100 miles an hour, letting God move in every service, letting God use you till you're used up. You believe that? Say amen. I, don't know, I want to make sure you got this because I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for everybody in the body right now. I'm, pre, I'm reaching for the brain all the way to the pinky toe now. I want you to be moved by the power of God. I want you to catch what I'm feeling in the spirit. I want you to go with me on this journey we're about to embark on. I'm telling you it's going to be worth it when your family's up here praying at the altar. It's going to be worth it when your family's in that water being baptized. It's going to be worth it when the family you've been praying for for years is running back to the kingdom of God. It's going to be worth it all. Oh, yes. Somebody say yes. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, I guess you can sit down for another minute. Just let me finish up here. Got you all excited about me being done. I'm not even done. Yeah, I'm almost down. Is that tornado sirens? Oh, it's the kids next door. What in the world? I preached about being peculiar this morning, but wow. Wow, I think we need to head down there and get in that. Man, that sounds good. I'll be right back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just shut the door. We don't want to hear all that spiritual stuff going on over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm whipping the whip here, you know. We don't want that. We need this. And, and whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. That's 26. Amen. We need to care for one another. Somebody's, somebody's going through something. We go through it with them. We pray for them. We lift them up. If, if the foot is injured, you know what happens? If my, the other day I had this neck, I slept wrong, fell asleep in the recliner, slept like this, woke up, and my neck hurt for days. And I caught myself doing this. Because my wife won't do it for me. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You ever just rub? If it hurts, you, you rub it. You get cut, your hand goes to it. Oh, what's happening? Your body's ministering to your body. You get, you get a chest pain. What's the first thing you do? Yeah, nothing you can do about it. Maybe, maybe, maybe you give yourself some CPR or something. But your hand, go, you go. This is the way the body operates. If one of us is suffering, we don't turn from it. We turn towards it. We pray with them. We suffer with them. Or one member be honored. Oh, we, we struggle with this sometimes. Somebody's being exalted or honored or recognized or promoted. And, well, why did they get promoted? Why are they being honored? Why is it my child? Why is it, why is it my husband? Why is it my wife? Why aren't I? Uh, no, we, when, when one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Yeah. 
You ever go to a graduation? You sit there and they call all 500,000 names. Whew. Those poor kids, I feel bad for them. You know, if your name starts with an A, everybody in the house is like, yeah! They get to the Q's, and the only person clapping is Mr. Quantero. Talk about a complex. The kid's name's already Quantero, you know. I don't know if that's an ad that just came to me. I couldn't think of another Q name. Uh, what's up with that? You sit there and it's literally nobody gets just two people clapping it because it's their kid. And that's not the way it should be in the body of Christ. <laughs> I go to those things. I do. I'll, I'll get on everybody, everybody in my family's nerves, but I'm, I just try to clap for everybody. I think, well, they deserve it. They graduated too. You know, just because they don't have my last name don't mean they didn't work just as hard as my daughter and my son. So I'm going to recognize them. And I just think, well, it should be the same in the body of Christ. Somebody's up here praying through to the Holy Ghost. Just because you're back there in that corner and they're not your grandchild, you ought to shout just as much as if it's your grandchild up here. We honor and rejoice with those who are being honored. Amen. That goes for baby showers and wedding showers and funerals. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we mourn with those who mourn. We rejoice with those who rejoice. And we show up to things to celebrate with the body of Christ. We're in this together, folks. I'm, I hate to tell you this, this. We're all we got. Sinners aren't rejoicing with us. They think we're weird. The world isn't going to get on board with this thing. They, 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 they don't, they, most of them don't, aren't interested in what we have. It's the, we, we're going to have to celebrate one another and, and encourage one another and build up one another because there's a big harvest that we've got to reach. And while we're reaching for the harvest, we've got to be strong and encourage. If you see somebody discouraged, don't talk about them. Go encourage them. Yeah. Amen. Every once in a while, I just need somebody to ask me to go for a cup of coffee. Well, I don't like coffee. Well, do you like me? Amen. Get a cup of water and buy me a cup of coffee. I don't need a cup of coffee. I'm just saying some of the people in the body of Christ, sometimes they just need somebody to reach out to them. We doing okay? Almost done, promise. See, she says, no, you, you are the body of Christ, verse 27, and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles and prophets and teachers and Miracles and gifts of healing helps. There you go. Helps. Helps. Everybody can be a help. Governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Have all the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? Uh, not in the gifts of tongues? No. Do all interpret tongues? No. But covet earnestly the best gifts and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Then he goes into chapter 13 and talks to us about love and charity and being kind to one another. And so uh, just because you're not used in one gift doesn't mean you don't honor the, those that are. And you pray for those that are and let God use you in the other gifts. Would you stand with me? Father, you have given us the gifts of the Spirit. Lord, we are not ignorant to those. We know about them. We've read about them and studied them in your word. God, most everybody in this room is 
filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But God, there are some that are a little apprehensive and they're a little nervous. And you understand that because the Bible says you know our frame and that we are dust. You understand that some of us are a little more nervous than others, a little more apprehensive, a little more quiet. You understand that too. But I'd also believe, God, that you have something for every single member of the body of Christ and that you would avail the gifts of the Spirit to each of them in some way or some fashion. So I'm praying right now as the pastor of this church and this great people that you would impart to the body of Christ new new administrations of the gifts of the Spirit, people that have never been used in the gifts of the Spirit. I pray that you would impart to them. Would you raise your hands to heaven right now? I pray that you would impart to them the gifts of the Spirit. I prophesy right now that the gifts of healing are active in this body now. I prophesy that the gifts of faith are active in this body of believers right now. I pray prophetically, Lord, that the gift of word of knowledge, word of wisdom, I pray, God, that the gift of prophecy, the gifts of tongues, interpretation of tongues, I pray, God, that all of these, the gifts of faith, that these are these gifts are operative and activated in this body of believers right now. I pray that over these people in Jesus' name. God, that in the days to come, you're going to use them in new ways, supernatural ways. They're going to be walking through their day and opportunities will present themselves and you're going to use them in ways that they've never been used before. God, as they keep themselves pure before you and holy before you, you will use them to bring others into the kingdom of God. Miracles are going to be done through them. Bodies are going to be healed through them. People's lives will be saved through a word from your people. Souls are going to be saved through a word from your people. I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Would you give God praise right now if you believe God would use the body of Christ? I don't know how God's going to use you, but I believe God is going to use you in new, amazing, exciting ways. New, amazing, exciting ways. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you go, but I want to I tell you this. I'm telling you the most exciting part of my life, and I do, some, I do some exciting things in my life. I love going to Tennessee. I love going to the mountains. It's very exciting to get away with my family, but that is not the most exciting part of my life. I love playing. I, I, I shouldn't say love. That, doesn't, that sounds almost sinful, but I, I do enjoy playing golf. It's exciting, especially when I get a good score. It's very exciting. That's not the most exciting part of my life. There are lots of exciting things in my life, but I want to tell you the most exciting part of my life is coming right here to the house of the Lord with you wonderful people and worshiping God with you. If it's not the highlight of your week, I pray that it becomes the highlight of your week. And right up there with it is when I'm walking through my day, Brother Gunderman, and God just opens a door, not at church, but just in my everyday life, God opens a door for me to show his love and somehow to pray with somebody. I was at a restaurant a couple of weeks ago and some uh, a couple a few girls were sitting beside us i may have told you about this and 
And as they were leaving, they stopped by our table, me and another guy and a couple other gentlemen. They said, uh, were you talking about the Lord? Yes, we we're talking about the Lord. Well, would you pray? My sister's uh, just recovering now, uh, uh, drug addict, 30 days clean, but she's, she needs prayer. I said, sure, we'll pray for her. Bring her back in. She brought her back in right there in the Mexican restaurant at Casa Brava, West 3rd Street. We stood up and prayed over that young lady, and I believe the power of God moved in her life. And that was the highlight of my day. And I got to tell you, it was a pretty good Mexican meal. But that was better than the Mexican meal. And I had some exciting conversation with my friends, but that was more exciting. When God uses you, I'm telling you, God is getting ready to do some exciting things. So, so square your shoulders back, lift up your head, know that you're a child of God. God has gifted you to be used. You're not ignorant of the gifts. You're informed of the gifts. You're not you're not empty. You're full of the Spirit. Let God use you. And I, want to, I, I just want you to do this. I want you to come and tell me when God does something. Don't, I know some of you say, well, you're just so busy. I'm never too busy for you to come up and say, let me tell you what God did. I walk slowly after service, and I walk slowly before the service. I don't rush to my office. I'm going to stand right up here after every service, uh, and you come up. And just say, Brother Hawkins, let me tell you what the Lord did. I was at Walmart the other day. Yes, I was in the bread section like you said. Oh, God led me. Somebody had needed prayer. I prayed for them. And God just gave me a word. And I spoke it. And You're going you're gonna to be used by the Lord. If you believe it, you're dismissed. If you don't, stick around. I got more to tell you. God bless you. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.